What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, October 23rd. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we are choosing our president purely based on who claims to know more about wind. Yeah, I mean, can you name the colors of them? Is there a mighty one? Can you explain the waves? We have questions. Mm-hmm. We need another debate where we ask these questions to both the candidates. Yeah. <laughs> On today's show, the second and final presidential debate, then some headlines. They want to knock down buildings and build new buildings with little, tiny, small windows. I mean, and many other things. Okay. And many other things. Let me have the vice president respond, it is and we're running crazy. out of time, and we have a lot. Okay, so last (laughs) night in Nashville, Vice President Joe Biden and President Trump debated for a little over 90 minutes. The candidates discussed Trump's pandemic response, health care, racism, climate change, immigration, and more. There was a mute button, and maybe the fear of it is what made the debate far more typical than last time. We got to hear at least some uninterrupted answers and strange new phrases from Trump like AOC plus three and (laughs) a date called November 3rd, Um, similar to a tribe called Quest. I guess Um, (laughs) we're going to break it all down. But first, a lot has happened in the three weeks since Biden and Trump last met in person for their first debate at the end of September. For one, Trump got COVID-19, likely at a super spreader event he hosted at the White House. That and his wild, interrupting performance in the first debate seemed to have damaged him further in the polls. And while he was receiving aggressive treatment to recover from COVID and returning to the campaign trail to continue downplaying the virus and criticizing scientists, the pandemic has only gotten worse. New daily cases in the U.S. are above 60,000, over 11 million people are out of work, and there's still no relief bill. And then there's the election, which is very much happening right now. Over 47 million people have voted, compared to just over a million as of the first debate, which is way more than what's normal by this point in the campaign. It's also more than the total early vote in 2016. Yeah. And so going into last night, Trump, who is behind in the polls, has been attempting a new attack on Joe Biden with a story about his son, Hunter Biden, and files on his alleged laptop about his work in Ukraine. So that laptop is now reportedly in FBI hands. And this is a complicated story and very dubious. But here's what we know so far. The story was published in the New York Post last week by a reporter who didn't want their byline on it. And it centers (laughs) around an email suggesting that Hunter arranged a meeting between his father and the head of a Ukrainian energy firm while Biden was VP. Other media outlets afterwards had not been able to confirm the story and whether the reported emails are in fact real. And then after the debate, the Wall Street Journal published a piece that debunked many of the claims. The broader issue was part of a recent Senate Republican investigation that found no wrongdoing on the part of Joe Biden. And Trump, of course, was impeached for trying to seek damaging information from Ukraine on Biden. And then to add to all of this, dozens of former Intel officials say the files on Hunter Biden's laptop most likely contain Russian disinfo, though it is not clear the FBI believes that point. 
Meanwhile, when it comes to news about undisclosed overseas business dealings, this week the New York Times reported that Trump has a secret bank account in China where he has been pursuing business deals for years. The bank account has since been confirmed by a lawyer for the Trump Organization. And finally, yesterday, there was news from two upcoming 60 Minutes interviews with the candidates. Joe Biden said he would create a bipartisan commission to look into court reform, which didn't go far enough for some progressives. But it's the most concrete answer Biden has given on the court so far. And President Trump, who tried to scoop 60 Minutes by posting the interview before them, said that he wanted the Supreme Court to end the Affordable Care Act. 4D chess, my friend. Uh, quite a backdrop going into the debate, to say the least. So let's talk about what went down last night. Akila, quick first impression here. All right. So I was prepared for this debate to be just as annoying as the first one. And generally speaking, I don't think it was. You know, it was quieter and less interrupty. The mute button function was good for the majority of the first answers to the moderator's questions. But by the end, all those senseless non sequiturs started creeping back in. I'll also say that the moderator last night, Kristen Welker, was way better, like so, so far ahead of Chris Wallace several weeks ago. You know, she kept the candidates on topic. She forged ahead with better, more relevant questions whenever Trump threatened to Evolve into conspiracy theories. And generally speaking, she seemed comfortable being there. Yeah. Uh, so that was the vibe. But Gideon, let's talk about what Trump did last night. How would you describe what he had to say? Yeah, I definitely agree that it was more toned down. But on the substance, I think Trump still acts in large part like he's running in 2016. Mm -hmm. He kept trying to cast his opponent as a career politician and one who was corrupt. He brought up that Hunter stuff, for example, but it didn't quite land and it was a little bit hard to follow. And that strategy allows him to evade questions about his own term as well as his vision for the future. He failed, for instance, to offer a coherent message on the biggest crisis of his presidency, COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And he at times tried to make the Democratic ticket seem more to the left than it is. Trump seems to always have Bernie Sanders on the brain. Uh, and several times he came back to the same point about Biden being a longtime politician who hasn't gotten anything done. But there was at least one specific moment where the strategy failed in a pretty remarkable way. Biden turned to the camera and said the debate should be about the families of people watching and not what the two candidates were talking about. And Trump kind of fell into a trap with a terrible answer. Here's a clip of that. This isn't about, there's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substance of issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle-class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires or they're bald because we have to wait another month or so. Or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? Or who's going to tell her she can't go back to, to community college? They're the decisions you're making in the middle-class families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. They're in trouble. We should be talking about your families, but that's the last thing he wants to talk about. I want, to, I want to talk about North Korea. Me, I do want to second, turn to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 a typical seconds. political statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks, the family, around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about North Korea. I'm not a typical Korea politician. Okay, That's President. why I got elected. That let's was, talk let's about get off the subject of China. Let's talk around sitting around the table. All right. Come on, Joe, you we're, can do better. We're gonna Okay, so if we're following the logic here, Trump is kind of coming off as saying, I'm not a typical politician. I don't care about your families. <laughs> Almost literally what he's getting at. And that moment, along with one where Trump backed away from raising the federal minimum wage, were really out of sync with what's going on in the country among working families. So, Akilah, what did you make of Trump last night? 
So, I mean, personally, I'm not giving a 74-year-old man props for not screaming like an infant during a debate. Like, mm -hmm. he's been here long <laughs> enough. He ought to know how to act by now. But in terms of the content of his answers, there wasn't really much worth talking about. Like you said, Trump didn't really want to talk about his record at all. At one point, he did say that he takes responsibility for COVID, but then he immediately pivoted to the same old static about how everything is China's fault. At other points, he blamed Democratic governors and criticized Fauci. Overall, he continued to downplay the virus, saying that school and businesses should fully reopen, but he revealed no plan to deal with the spikes in infections. In fact, he claimed that there is a vaccine that's ready and will be deployed in a few weeks. Wad Squad, we know better, okay? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this was kind of his tactic the whole night, you know, saying Biden was an all-talk, do-nothing politician while failing to defend his own record of racism, environmental deregulation, child separation, or even express any sense of his plans regarding health care, COVID-19, immigration, or election interference if reelected. So that was Trump. But let's talk about Biden. Yeah. So the first chunk of this debate was about COVID, the public health element of it and the economic one. And that's where Biden has consistently offered one of the best and most obvious contrasts with something that literally everyone can see the impact of with their own eyes. I thought he managed to keep turning the focus throughout the debate to things that have been a staple of his campaign and why he's frankly winning right now. The pandemic, healthcare, things like that. And then in the parts where he did get into discussions of his record on criminal justice, immigration, and more, he could get windy at times, a little bit harder to follow. Those weren't quite as strong. But the Trump campaign keeps looking and looking for one huge gaffe or mistake from Biden that is somehow going to change things in the course of this race. And I don't really think that we saw that. Here's a strong section of Biden talking about the pandemic near the start of the debate, following an instance where Trump said Americans were, quote, learning to live with it, referring to the virus. He says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was is gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it because he has never said, he said it's dangerous. When's the last time? Is it really dangerous still? Are we dangerous? You tell the people it's dangerous now? What should they do about the danger? And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your two. Excuse me, I take, Very full, I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. It's China's fault. OK, well, you know, the contrast between these two <laughs> candidates is so stark. And I think another incredibly illustrative example of that was the section about race and racism. So Donald Trump's entire campaign has been a broken record about the 94 crime bill, and he continues to conflate Biden and that super predators comment. It's one that Biden didn't make. And Biden owned up to the fact that these at the time very popular bills did more harm than good. He pointed to the ways the Obama administration tried to address the mandatory minimums and commute prison sentences. And I'm not saying that it's perfect at all. But hey, at least they can point to like something they tried to do that affected more than just people Kim Kardashian has vouched for. But Biden was also surprisingly thorough on his read of Trump's racism, which he hadn't been so quick about in the past. Here's a short clip. The fact of the matter is, in 2000, though, after the crime bill had been in, 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 in the law for a while, this is a guy who said the problem with the crime bill, there's not enough people in jail. There's not enough people in jail. And go on my website, get the quote, the date when he said it. Not enough people. He talked about marauding gangs, young gangs, and the people who are going to maraud our cities. This is a guy who in the Central Park Five, five innocent black kids, he continued to push for making sure that they got the death penalty. None of them were, none of them were guilty of what the crime of the crimes they were suggested. Yeah. 
Biden also brought up Trump's Muslim countries ban and Trump's comments about immigrants, which Trump weirdly doubled down on, at one point referring to immigrants as low IQ for following the law and showing up for their court hearings. Sounds like something somebody with a really high IQ would say just days before an election when he's trailing with every group that isn't white men. But I digress. Gideon, this is the end. Do you have any final parting thoughts? Uh, Just breathing that in for a second. Uh, Joe Biden did not say, look, you're fat during any of these debates. Thoroughly disqualifying to me. I would have Mm. loved a push-up contest. Uh, Did not get that. Yeah. Look, I truly think the nice thing is we're free from more of these. We learned what we were going to learn. And we made it past them. Um, But how are you feeling about it? Oh, my God. I'm so glad that we're done with the debates. I'm so fucking glad. Uh, Also, I do think that, you know, at this point, your campaign slogan is big if true. And you're just pointing to laptops that might have some bad information on them. We'll have to find out. Obviously, you're grasping at straws and I wish you no love. Yeah. The truth of the matter is my laptop from hell is the one that I work on. uh, And that (laughs) is the latest. It's Friday Wad Squad, and for today's temp check, we're talking about a strong bug. Mm. A new study in Nature described the defense mechanisms of the so-called diabolical ironclad beetle, which some describe as, quote, almost uncrushable. (laughs) Thanks to an exoskeleton that has multiple layers, built-in air pockets, two interlocking lobes, the little bug can withstand forces that would, quote, liquefy most other animals. (laughs) To put a number on it, these beetles can survive forces 39,000 times their own body weight. That's equivalent to one person being crushed by 25 blue whales. So, Giddy, if you could withstand these kinds of crushing forces, how would it change your lifestyle? I think I wouldn't be afraid of window air conditioners and walking (laughs) on sidewalks beneath them and thinking that at a certain point, one is inevitably going to fall and destroy me because I am not a diabolical ironclad beetle. Um, That would be the first thing. I would would walk worry-free beneath all of them. I would tempt fate and jump under them and ask. Yeah, honestly. Fall on my head. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like just walking down the street is not a change in the lifestyle, but demanding that people throw their air conditionings at your head, that's a that's a change. Yeah, I would say, yeah, push them out. You know, I'm here. I'm waiting I'm waiting to get hit. <laughs> I'm into it for you. I think that's great. Same question though. What what are you doing here with your your strong exoskeleton? I mean, I think that I would probably join some, like, MMA fighting or something. Like, Ronda mm. Rousey would be, like, out of a job. <laughs> so, like, go ahead, keep kicking me in the face. I feel nothing. I'm going to rake in these checks. Like, I mean, I'm assuming that this, this bug bleeds. Do bugs bleed? I don't know how bugs work. I don't, I don't <laughs> they know They don't have either. blood. So, fine. I would probably still be bleeding, I guess. But um, happy to get kicked in the face for a check if I'm, I'm that, you know, resilient. Right. The interesting thing here is that it doesn't really get to the question of pain, I just realized. So, like, the the air conditioner would still hurt, right? And the kicking would still hurt. I mean, I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think that this, this exoskeleton diabolical ironclad beetle is really, like, worried about it. You know? Like, it's not it's not affected. It's fair. I, I think that I have a lot of lingering questions for these folks that studied this in nature and I I would like to talk to them about it and I would like to make this my life's work is to figure out you know how we can become ironclad beetle strength yeah or how they can make a car out of one well just like that we've checked our temps stay safe if you're a beetle good for you for being so resilient (laughs) and we'll be back after some ads 
What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific you get flowers you're getting flowers <laughs> everyone's getting flowers <laughs> go to books.com and use promo code wad for 25 percent off that is b-o-u-q-s.com promo code wad books promo code wad what a day is brought to you by fast growing trees fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the u.s with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The FDA approved the first drug to treat COVID-19 yesterday. Remdesivir is an antiviral medicine that's given to patients that have been hospitalized by the virus. It has already been used to treat patients on an emergency basis since May, as well as our sick president earlier this month. A study by the NIH found that remdesivir can shorten COVID recovery time by an average of five days. Some health experts criticize remdesivir's manufacturer, Gilead, for the drug's high price point, which is between two dollars and $3,000 for one patient's typical treatment course. Mm. The company was previously criticized for failing to prevent a global shortage of remdesivir, which was driven by high demand for the drug and a patent which gives Gilead the exclusive right to sell it. As if to distract us from the pandemic by reminding us that there's also a war on women's rights, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo signed the U.S. to an anti-abortion declaration yesterday, which says, quote, in no case should abortion be promoted as a method of family planning. 
The so-called Geneva Consensus Declaration, yuck, uh, was co-signed by 30 other countries that are largely considered to have conservative or authoritarian governments, including Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Indonesia. Some of the countries are even on Georgetown's Women, Peace, and Security Index as the worst countries in the world for a woman to live. USA, USA. We love Mm. it. (laughs) Poland, unsurprisingly, was one of the countries who signed the declaration, and they have some of the most restrictive abortion laws in Europe. Just yesterday, Poland's highest court approved a nearly complete ban on abortion in the country. Jeez. Uh, Uber pioneered rideshare, but they've also made huge strides in the field of coercion. The company has been sending drivers in California a, quote, constant barrage of in-app messages urging them to support their ballot proposition. And yesterday, a group of drivers sued to stop the practice. The proposition in question is California Prop 22, which Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and other apps have funded to the tune of nearly $200 million. If Prop 22 passes, it'll allow rideshare apps to sidestep California law and treat their drivers as independent contractors rather than employees, which for drivers would mean no paid time off, no unemployment insurance, no workers' comp, no overtime pay, and a diminished ability to unionize. The proposition would also require a 7 8 majority to amend, so if California legislators decide later on that apps actually shouldn't write laws, changing course will be almost impossible. That is not what Uber drivers have been seeing when they use the app, though. Instead, they've seen messages that say, quote, Prop 22 is progress and require them to click either, quote, yes on Prop 22 or OK to continue. Uber used similar tactics on riders as well. Uber drivers say the messages are illegal since the state of California prohibits employers from influencing the political activities of employees. Check the show notes to learn more about Prop 22. And please enjoy watching Prop 22 commercials from Lyft and Uber since they cost those companies approximately the price of one avatar. Man, they're not nearly as entertaining as a blue planet. Well, we hear a lot about green means go, but not so much about green means dog. (laughs) That all changed earlier this month when a green dog was born in Italy. This is true. It's important. And if you have access to a large amp, now would be a good time to connect it to WAD so your whole apartment complex can stay up to date on this groundbreaking news. Mm -hmm. The green furred pup was born into a litter of five, and all of his siblings have white fur like his mom. Puppies are born green when they have contact with a certain green pigment in the womb. In related news, the unborn dog who rubbed dye on himself so he came out photo ready is already my main maker. Up inspiration. Beautiful for the fall. Uh, pistachio is the dog's name, and his green color is already starting to wear off, so any scientist working on a time-stopping device should work faster so we can prolong this fleeting moment of green bliss. Beautiful little Green New Deal pup. <laughs> Honestly, Luigi is a more apt name for an Italian green dog, but uh, I'm asleep, and those are the headlines. <laughs> That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, sop up pigment to be born green, and tell your <laughs> friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the screenplay for James Cameron's avatar like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and don't, don't mess, mess with, with the, the diabolical, diabolical ironclad, ironclad beetle. beetle. He's got enough going on right now. Mm-hmm. He's got a hard exoskeleton and a worse attitude. So stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Today is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Vacations are always good. 
sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the bag. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com.